The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How is your work life going? Business? Home? Social? How about your health? Could you make some changes? Of course you could, but how and where to start? This is Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. In this program, we'll help you identify and make the changes in your life that need to be made, and by doing so, increase your potential for success. And now, here's your host, Hemda Mizrahi. Welcome to Turn the Page. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, joined by Dan Hayes. Dan's a professional boxer, entrepreneur, actor, and print model, all at the ripe young age of 27. He's been nicknamed the Honey Badger as a result of his fearlessness and is here to share his experiences around cultivating fearlessness. He'll also talk about some of the daily practices that support high performance and tactics through which he succeeded, not just in a range of sports, but also in a variety of careers at a relatively young age. Dan joins us virtually from Los Angeles. Dan, welcome to the show. Wow, thank you so much. That is one hell of an introduction, so uh, I got a lot of living up to. I'm so excited for you to be here to share your great energy, first of all, and then this really valuable learning you've gained by learning to fail well, as you put it. Yeah, it's definitely been a process, I must say. So talk, talk to us more about learning to fail well, why that's important for both success and high performance. Um, I would say it's very important. It's obviously very vital just because in anything you encounter, whether it be in athletics, life, your career, you're going to fail sooner or later. And it's really on how you adapt and make changes from it, whether it's going to defeat you, whether it's going to motivate you. or it, it Failure can really um, shed a lot of light on a lot of our insecurities in, in just so many different ways. And I think, for me at least, I can attest to it in my life, it's been learning to adapt. And, you know, it's still obviously a constantly growing process, but being able to adapt with failure and how to move forward and not stay stagnant. And the life experiences you have are pretty amazing, given that at a young age you were successful in so many different sports and got to the professional level did MMA even before you did boxing, and now you're in gear to open up also a boxing and recovery studio. I'd love for you to be able to share also, you were in gear to actually be at the most recent Olympic Games in Brazil, and things changed along those lines. And I think that's a great example of what you're sharing here, that when you really put yourself out there, that's where the growth opportunities come. And in your case, what seemed like a real setback, you converted it into another opportunity for success. Yeah, yeah. So to to talk about that, it's still kind of a sore subject, but I'll do it for you. Um, Thank you. That was one where, you know, just to give you a little bit of a backstory on it, and just for any Olympian, for that matter, where, you know, you really isolate yourself for years on end, for me, it was three to four years, and everything you're doing just mentally, just with psychologically, physically, is geared up towards that one event, so that one month. So I believe the opening ceremonies were August 5th, so everything was geared up towards that, and through that, you know, I gained so much experiences, meaning, you know, with travel, you learn so much about yourself physically, mentally, because you put yourself through all this. But for me, it was, with my mindset, it was, you know what, it was getting to Rio, and at the end of the day, it will all be worth it. Now, 
um, I tore my, my left labrum. I had a rotator cuff injury and tricep injury all on my left side. So that really, and me being left-handed, really handicapped me in Olympic trials where, um, you know, I, I just, I didn't, I didn't perform to the best of my ability. And I, I, I was thinking 10 steps down the road, especially in a combat sport like boxing, where there can be repercussions years down the road. So with me getting withdrawn from the national team and the Olympic team, I thought it was best and, you know, to give my spot up to somebody else who's at least 100%. So what I, with that whole process was I then, earlier when when I found that out, I then was really lost once again where I no longer, I, I, I really lost a sense of purpose where I, everything for the past few years had been, my purpose was for the Olympics. And for me, once that reality hit, it was now what is going to be my sense of purpose. Luckily in my life, um, when I had finished college, competing at the collegiate level, um, I still, I didn't make it to the professional level in basketball or football, although I had tried. um, And I, I felt myself lost. So learning from that experience, what got me into fighting was I said to myself, listen, I, I still have so much in the tank. I'm not even in my athletic prime yet. And there's no way I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I need to compete. There's no way I'm just stopping. And then when you look around you and you see your teammates, like some of them are just no longer motivated, you know, they're starting to get the dad bods. And for me, just being a, a fitness and athletic person my whole life is just, that wasn't me, and so I, I was searching for a purpose um, coming out of college. So to bring that back to the present day or this present year, um, I felt myself getting those feelings again of that experience that I went through in when I finished college and then that I got myself into mixed martial arts where, you know what, um, you just got to find somewhere to transfer that energy to and to not give up don't get negative, don't be stagnant, and persevere through it. So with this whole process, it, it's been, and I'm, I'm still getting through it, mind you, but being injured had also, um, I knew I wouldn't be able to box forever, forever. So that's where I picked up uh, track cycling, where, for example, the California state champion is 70 years old. <laughs> So just just for me as a self-soothing thing, I, I made sure that I have a, another sport that I could compete in where it just it's constantly transferring that energy. And in finding, in that searching process, also opening up the entrepreneurial bug bit me and opening up a fitness studio, which is going to be a box fit studio, and we're going to offer cryotherapy and Normatech treatment as well. So for me... The past few months, I've really taken that energy and that passion and drive that was supposed to be dedicated to something else. Instead of just dispersing it, I've now channeled that into my entrepreneurial endeavors and also continuing my athletic path as a professional boxer. And and I do cross-train with track cycling. Well, this seems to tie in really well with cultivating fearlessness, this example, because it's really also related to having this experience of purpose and many of us in our lives at different stages can lose that experience of purpose. And it sounds like you're talking about for you, it brought you back to a previous time and that that can be a really constructive process. If we feel that way to go back to the last time when we did feel that and to be encouraged by what we were able to accomplish, how we were able to move from that position into another experience of purpose. And what I was hearing too, Dan, is that through that you were able to lock in a certain resolve. Like you said to yourself, there's more in me that I can draw on. I'm not empty here. So I'm going to do some searching, right, and find that. And I love what you say about transferring energy 
in your situation where you were so disappointed that you had for three years prepared for the Olympics and then to have this injury and make a decision, a strategic decision to not move forward with that, this whole idea that you had that energy there toward it, and it doesn't mean that that energy is lost. It just means that you need to shift it into something else. And yeah. Right. That pro- and, and part of that process, I, I kind of heard these four main themes and what you were saying that I think people can use very strategically, you know, connecting with the past, locking in your resolve, find where your resolve is, transfer that energy to that place of your resolve, and also find activities that offer you an experience of self-soothing. Like you were saying that you, you were equating uh, this, this uh, physical activity to having kind of an ageless quality to it, track cycling. What was self-soothing about that for you? Well, because I knew that I would, with boxing, I would then face that same road again where it's like, okay, you've done what you've done professionally, and now let's say years down the line, I'm 40 years old, right? And, and for me, just, just having a competitive challenge and, and an athletic endeavor to prepare myself and, and as you were saying, learning from my past, what are you going to do now, right? And for me, uh, I did a lot of research and uh, it just so happened that we have an uh, Olympic uh, training center in Carson, California. It's like one of 12 velodromes in the world. And um, I was like, you know, this is good on the joints. I can do this. I'm not going to have any brain injuries or anything like that as you would in boxing. And it, it's just something you can do for the pretty much till you're like 70 years old. So because what, again, like I was saying with college, but I think it's a, it's a, it's a times 10 once you finish your professional athletic career. And then you see a lot of professional athletes, not only going broke, but just lost in life because you've served, as you were saying, you've served a purpose for so long and now all of a sudden all that's gone and you don't know what to do. And it's like you're, you're trying to collect your life once again. So for me it was learning from the past and trying to articulate myself correctly mentally where I can prepare for the future. That was it with, with, um, with track cycling. To go back on um, with cultivating fearlessness, this is a story I definitely want to share and this has totally changed my life um, and why I am able to cultivate that sort of fearlessness. So a good friend of mine, he's a professional boxer as well. Um, this is a couple years back. It was the Golden Gloves Championship. And, you know, I guess because of my athletic background, uh, physicality, you know, training camp, what have you not, where I train, usually I'm pretty favored. Right. And so I fought all the way. I got to the championship fight and I remember this, like it, I, I remember this before any pressure moment I go into. I remember it was me and him. And he said to me, D listen, I don't know if you're going to win this fight, but I know he's a hell of an opponent. But when you go in there, I know you're going to come out a better fighter just because of the experience you gained from it. And from that moment when he said that, everything clicked in my head as far as mentally the way I process everything because I went into that fight saying I'm going to give it my all and just just with everything now where I'm going to give it my all and it's as long as you give it your all, you learn from that experience, you're going to come out a better person regardless. And for me, I took that, like, that's a boxing reference, but I took that into everything. Like, I also act as well. I take that into going, uh, before I go into audition, just by going into a pressure situation and knowing I'll be a better person coming out of it just because I gave it, number one, my best. I got that practice in. And number two, I also now have that experience. And for me, I guess one thing, as you get a little bit older, you see how important experience is and how much that can pay. It sounds like a guaranteed win when you have that perspective. I could yeah. see how that, right? That's a real relief for you that coming into it, regardless of the outcomes, if you're coming out learning, then you're winning. 
no matter what. Yeah, yeah. So uh, another thing I would say is um, there was a time when I didn't always have that mentality. So I, I've never gone on record uh, sharing this story. So, this is an exclusive. <laughs> so, um, so okay, before that, let's say before that conversation with, with uh, you know, my very good friend, which, which set me on this path of patience, persistence, perseverance, all that with the mental, um, it, was my, it was either my freshman or sophomore year in high school. And what happened was it was a, it was a state, was it state championship game? No, sorry. It was, it was a tournament. It was a big tournament. And so I was the captain of the team. And what happened, it was a very close game. And this just goes to show how thoughts can influence actions to the 10th degree. Meaning, uh, it was very late in the game. It was a tie game. I had gotten fouled. And this was basketball. And I got to the free throw line. And in my head the inner monologue that was going on in my head was, oh my God, you can't miss this shot because if you miss this shot, then everybody's going to see it. And, you know, when you have a couple crushes that are in the stands and your friends and this and that, you can't miss this shot or you're going to let everybody down. Don't miss the shot. Don't miss it. That, that's all I'm saying in my head. So what happens? I'm, I'm thinking negatively already. I missed the first shot. Second shot comes up. Same thought. Oh, my God, I missed the first shot. How did you miss the first shot? You can't miss the second shot. You can't miss the second shot. And at this point now, I'm only visualizing me missing the shot because of that first shot that I took, right, as opposed to what I should have done is reset. I missed the second shot, right? So they then get the ball. They didn't score on their possession. So now it's like pretty much three seconds left on the clock. And the coach draws up a play, and he wanted, because I had the mismatch all game, and he wanted me to isolate on my defender and pretty much um, take, take the last shot or try to get a shot off or foul before time expired. And what had happened was um, I got the ball. I got, you know, I beat my defender. Help side came. And in my head, already, before even I got the ball in the timeout, I'm saying, oh, my God, if I turn the ball over, if I mess this up, what's going to happen? I don't want to miss another shot. I could just imagine I'm going to be the laughing stock. Um, people are going to think I choked. Like, all, just name all the negative thoughts. And mind you, this is just at the high school level. So imagine what a player like LeBron James, I'm sure he's not thinking these kind of negative thoughts, but imagine a guy like that when you're taking uh, a game-winning shot, like you're trending on social media, any newspaper you open, any TV channel you go on. So I, I could only imagine, right? And what happened is I went up and I saw open, I saw open teammate, and instead of shooting it, because I'm pretty sure, like, I was too, I was scared. I, I was scared. Like, my hands were shaking. Instead of shooting it, I passed the ball, and my teammate missed the shot. We didn't lose, but it went into overtime. We ended up getting killed in overtime. But that, that set me then on a path. Um, it, it almost set me from left wing being too scared and being fearful to, to excel in those pressure moments and being scared of those pressure moments. To then, and this wasn't at all a positive, to then where I said, no matter what, I'm always going to take the last shot and I'm always going to, I'm not going to leave it up to anybody, which then in a team setting, that becomes self-destructive. And I wasn't even thinking uh, a win or learn mentality. I was just thinking, just do it, no matter what, just do it. And you don't care, you're going to just do it again. So it was kind of a, a reckless sort of mentality that I adapted. And it wasn't only until college where you have now seniors that will put you in tech and, you know, you learn more of a, um, what would be the word, a structured sort of uh, mental approach and, and whatnot. 
it wasn't only until then where I got set back on the right path. And, you know, sometimes you have to excel in that pressure moment. Sometimes it's the best option to get your teammate to thrive in it. And, you know, I, I learned that. But that that's a perfect example on where at a time in my life where I was definitely uh, had faulty mental processing. Thank you, Dan. We're going to talk more about mental mindset in the next segment. So we're going to go to a quick commercial. And when we come back, Dan will talk about some of the daily practices that support high performance, both strengthening routines for the mind and the body. Stay with us. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. Welcome back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, joined virtually by professional boxer, entrepreneur, actor, and print model, Dan the Honey Badger Hayes. Dan spoke about the importance of cultivating fearlessness, which is based in a perspective that consistently daring to fail is a growth mindset, one that draws on your capacity for both learning and excellence. In this segment, we're going to talk about daily practices that support high performance. So I know, Dan, in the previous segment, you talked about a good strategy, which is that you need to be able to sometimes hit the reset button when you're in a situation where maybe you're fixated and too worried about something going wrong and you wind up in a contracted state. And I heard actually another strategy that you mentioned that's a mental strategy, which is that rather than seeing something as a limitation, you can use it as parameters to be able to find a solution like when you identified track cycling as a sport because you said, wow, well, this is something that I don't need. I'm not going to outgrow because of my age. So it kind of gave you an open door. So I'd love to hear about some of the other really important practices that help you to prepare to be at your best, both inside of and also outside the boxing ring. Well, I would definitely say uh, off the cuff, the biggest one for me is visual visualization. And so I would do that through meditation where if it's a upcoming fight and I know the opponent uh, and I'm shadow boxing, I'm, I'm visualizing what I'm going to do, whether it's, um, you know, a pressure moment of doing public speaking or anything like that. I always try to visualize and replicate just those emotions that I'm going to be feeling, um, whether it's uh, my heart rate excelling, whether it's the, the sweat that's coming off of your forehead. I always try to replicate it as much as I can. So when I am in that moment, it's like, oh, you know what? We've been here already. We hear a lot about visualization and just looking at the strategies that make visualization really effective. So you brought out one of them, which is to bring out the emotions that you actually would be experiencing related to those visualizations. If you're imagining yourself in a speaking engagement or you're imagining yourself in a sports game performing, 
that you want to bring up those emotions so you really connect with it as if it's live. Yeah, 100%. And another one I would say was with boxing, this is going to be the weirdest one I'm sure anybody's ever heard, Mm -hmm. is uh, I'll go in a dry sauna. And the reason why I go in the dry sauna is because uh, the heat, it's probably like at, you know, 150 degrees at least. And your body is is replicating a fever. So so it's under a lot of stress already. And so let's say it's um, something public speaking. I'll do it in there or if it's a speech or, or whatever it is, I'll still do it in there because for me, if I can do it in there, I can do it pretty much when you're in a much more comfortable environment. And the same thing with boxing. I would go in there and I would force myself um, just to even strengthen my mind, whether it's just looking, I'll, I'll have a stopwatch and I'll look at, I'll say, okay, you know what? I'm going to just look at this one dot on the wall for five minutes and I'll force myself to stand there and just look as your body's sweating, as you're under all this stress. And I do that as a, as a mental strengthening exercise as well as I'm visualizing whatever endeavor I'm about to go down. So you make the situation a little bit harder so that when you're actually Definitely. in that moment, it's going to help your focus. Whatever conditions exist that could be a distraction you're really working your mind to be able to still stay on track. Definitely. I, I got another tip from someone who is a professional athlete and also a speaking coach. And he was saying with visualization, it's important to go beyond visualizing the experience or the event itself to visualizing the actual outcomes of it. So it oh, could, yeah. Right? It, in your case, maybe you can give an example of that. Yeah, so I could even to go on to the first segment where I was talking about the faulty, the faulty mental processing, where when I was at the free throw line, I wasn't even visualizing the ball going through the net. I was visualizing me missing it just because I was, I was scared out of my mind. So a lot of times I will, I will visualize me getting my hand raised by the ref at the end of a fight or no matter what it is, I'll, I'll even try to replicate the same emotion that I would if it was a successful sort of performance in whatever I'm doing. So I definitely try to not only visualize it, but I try to replicate the emotion as well. I try to replicate the outcome. I visualize even sending my mom a text message, like after it and how good I would feel. Like I, 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 from from beginning to end, it's not only visualized, but that the outcome. And I, I'm a huge advocate of positive thinking and positive reinforcement. And I definitely, um, before any high pressure situation, I would say I, I lock myself in in a mental positive bubble where I, I don't want to allow any sort of negative negative thoughts or anything to fester where I'm thinking nothing but the outcome. And it's not overlooking um, the opponent or it's not being overconfident. It's just, I believe for me, it's equipping myself the best way I can to perform at my best level. It ties into something that a leadership expert said, which is that you have to have this experience of certainty within yourself that you can show up, that you can offer your best. Yes. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And, and with leadership roles, that's, that's, a whole other, that's a whole other thing, too. So what would you say, Dan, in terms of mental prep, this was some important advice that you offered in terms of how people can cultivate a really focused and positive and strong mental state. Is there anything else that you would add about mental prep before we get to the physical? Um, with mental prep, I believe a lot in the law of attraction and the law of vibe, which is, is the, uh, really comes from the law of vibration. And with mental prep, positivity and visualization are the two main keys. I, I know I might be sounding a little redundant, but you'd be surprised on how much in a pressure situation those two things will definitely 
whether it's uh, definitely affect you, whether it's if you have a positive vibration about you, let's say you're thinking positively, that's going to show you could tell somebody that's confident, not necessarily even confident, but that's being has a positive mindset as opposed to somebody that's nervous like that. That even just goes to show in your body language, whether it's power posing or whatnot. And those are something, those are two things that I would definitely uh, recommend if it's, it's, if anybody's going to go down in a pressure situation. It ties back to what you were saying in the first segment about when you're in a situation where you feel shaken or you feel loss of purpose, you go back to a moment where you felt that way. And in this sense, yeah. when you're doing that kind of mental preparation, you're actually conditioning yourself to know that you've already been there and you can, you can handle it, you can do well. Of course, yeah. What about physical preparation? Um, well, <laughs> for for fighting or <laughs> just in, in general? Well, you've transferred a lot of your success to different activities, different professions, and it sounds like you're talking about a lifestyle that offers benefits no matter what it is that you're doing. Yeah. Um, so what I would recommend, like not to make it so specific, whether it's for fighting, um, what I would recommend is, and things that I find that both strengthens the mind and body, and I notice you'll, I, I reference the mind a lot just because we don't really know how powerful we are mentally until we get pushed there. But what I would recommend is something as basic as intervals on a treadmill, but it's not going to be on your own accord, like meaning like, okay, I'm going to have a timer that goes off at one minute and I'm going to run at this speed and then the timer's going to go off and I'll walk at this speed. I notice when you have somebody else that's pushing you, that that adds a total different element to it altogether. So if it's just like people that's, that's going in your, you know, your everyday life, I would recommend um, something that exerts you that you definitely, you, you feel fatigued, whether it's, it's, it's on the recumbent bike, cycling, whatever it is. And if you could get a workout partner, that's even better. Or if you have a trainer, that's really good. But definitely what I would recommend physically is just pushing yourself. And it's usually, and I'll use this quote, it's usually what we're hesitant and fearful of doing that will lead to our biggest strides in growth. And that speaks to physically, like when you're dreading to go for a run or if you're dreading to, to do these plank holds or anything like that. It's to really push yourself outside your comfort zone and be able to excel through it. That's a powerful statement. It, it brings to mind the conversation that we had had prior to the show where you talk about being in those moments, kind of those like rocky moments where... Yeah. And I mean Rocky the Boxer moments where, you know, you, you are having such a hard time physically and somehow you're able to draw on something beyond the physical to keep you going. We just have a few minutes left for this segment. Is there anything that you'd want to say about that in any moment in life where people feel that they're having a hard time coping and they need to really stretch beyond that? Definitely when you find yourself in that moment and that, at that very moment when you want to give up, just remember that if you persevere through that, that's going to make you that much stronger and that's going to make you not only physically but mentally. And take that from me because I go through that almost every single day where <laughs> I, I, you're, just, you're so fatigued like in anything, whether it's running, weightlifting, anything. And you're like, oh, I can't do it, I can't do it, I can't do it. Now, mind you, there's a difference between injury, uh, you know, you're pushing too much for injury and just, if you're just fatigued, but if you can find a way to push through that fatigue barrier, you'll be amazed on what you can accomplish. It's, I wonder if pushing through that fatigue barrier has a lot to do with the mental preparation that you're talking about. Because it's, it's the same thing as keeping your body loose, keeping your body limber, is that you do stretching every day. And so when you're in yeah. moments where you need to stretch, you need to have that pre-prep. So yeah. that oh, it's already built yeah. in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing that I've, I've started to incorporate um, over the past year is hot yoga. 
and not only for the flexibility and stretching benefits, but in the mind-body connection in learning how to breathe and to, and especially with hot yoga, when you are hot and, and your, your heart is, is beating through your chest and being able to, to self-soothe through breathing as, as you work your way through it, mind you, I'm by no means a yoga expert, but just even in the simple benefits of that. So it seems that people really need to define what their criteria is, what they're looking for, and what would be self-soothing for them, and it'll help them find what's appropriate because maybe medically um, some people may have a hard time or may not be a good fit to do hot yoga, but they could find something else that's going to offer them similar benefits. Yeah, yeah, and I think like even for, if if we're talking about physical, um, just across the board, I think it's so important to set goals for yourself, meaning it could be weight loss. It could be something as simple as like, hey, my goal is to run a, five, a 5K race. And this will give you not only accountability, but a goal to strive towards that will give you that sense of motivation. And you'll also get that, that sense of accomplishment when you do achieve it. And I guarantee once you build that little bit of momentum, then it's going to be like after you do that 5K, it's going to be like, okay, um, and, you know, you might take a little break, but it's like, oh, you know what, I, I like that because I was motivated for that month to go to the gym and at least run or, or do something active, and I want to do another one. And it, it's great when you can surround yourself or when you're a part of a group that's, that's striving towards one goal, like, athletically. Great strategies. We're going to go to a short commercial. When we come back, Dan will discuss tactics that have enabled him to succeed in a range of both sports and professions. Stay with us to learn more. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you a business leader or owner who's ready for a lifestyle change? If conditions in your company's environment or marketplace are reducing your quality of life, now might be a good time to develop an exit strategy. Creating a transition plan enables you to pace your need for change while celebrating an enriching career. Ensure that you exit on a high note by enlisting the expertise of Hemda Mizrahi. Learn more at lifeandcareerchoices.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Turn the Page with Hemda Mizrahi. Got a question or comment for the show today? Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email to hosthemda at gmail.com. Now, back to Turn the Page. We're back. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, joined virtually by Dan the Honey Badger Hayes. Dan's a professional boxer, entrepreneur, actor, and print model. He talks about routines that support high performance, those that build both mental and physical strength. In this final segment, he'll share some of the tactics that have enabled him to be successful on a daily basis in his professional career as a boxer. So Dan, we talked a little bit about physical preparation, and maybe there's more that you might want to add to that. But tell us about your daily routine, and we have to squeeze into this conversation at some point, the great abs advice that you can offer, because I know that you mentioned that that's one of the most common questions that you get is people ask you, how do you get those abs? <laughs> All right. Um, so people are going to probably think I'm crazy because I have a really meticulous uh, routine that I do every morning, and that's why sort of sometimes traveling and performing becomes a little bit difficult because I'm not able to do my routine, but that's been an adjustment process that I've been learning to work my way through. So starting off, 
from the night before, what I do is I get two lemons. I'll squeeze lemons into two freshly squeezed lemons into water because it's always great for digestion to have the first thing that you wake up in the morning. I know a lot of people run for coffee, but I'll get, uh, so it's about a liter of lemon water in my system. I'll just chug it because I'm pretty much uh, dehydrated from the night before. I drink probably two to three gallons of water a day. So first thing in the morning, um, I'll have my, my lemon water. And from the night before, I would have set out uh, a protein shake, which is I'm not at all sponsored by them, um, an isogenics meal replacement shake. And that's a pretty much a protein shake. And I add dextrose powder, which is a fast-digesting carb, and veggie greens to it. So I get a little bit of greens. And one thing that I've incorporated that uh, a friend of mine told me about a few months ago, and I've been trying it, it's called uh, Bulletproof Coffee. Are you familiar with it? I've heard of it. I've heard one friend rave about it, but maybe you can describe to us what that is exactly. Yeah, so pretty much it's, it's organic butter, uh, now in moderation, organic butter and MCT oil. And what you do is you pretty much put that in your coffee. Now, I'm, now the purpose for that is because of the fat content. It, it adds healthy fats. It's supposed to give you a higher sustained energy level. So the re- so right off the bat, in the morning, I have my lemon water, then I have my, my bulletproof coffee, then I have my protein shake. And the reason for that is because usually in the morning, so this is, um, let's say, around 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, I don't like to train on a full stomach. And the reason for that is just because the way my body is with digestion. So if I have things that are quick digesting in my system, that's going to give me the energy that I need for sparring or, you know, any sort of boxing training. So I'll then usually, um, you know, with, with boxing, any sort of training I have to do. When I'm in a weight cut, I usually do uh, fasted cardio. So that's almost um, reverse, where the only thing I would have in the morning is lemon water. Then I would go and do whether it be cycling or running or whatever it is with on an empty stomach. And then I would come back and have the coffee and protein shake. And then I would go from there. Um, Dan, for professional athletes, I know that there's an extensive team. Like we were just watching the U.S. Open, and there's quite a large team that each athlete has for different types of consultation and guidance. So for someone listening who is looking to really ramp up their athletics, their daily exercise routine, their health routine, what kind of, what sources of advice would you say are really good for them to have a customized approach? You know, I would say like off the cuff, not advertising for anybody, but the best thing to do is do your own research. And sorry, that's not answering the question. But the reason for that being is people, uh, everybody reacts differently. For myself, for example, I perform at a much higher level. I have higher energy levels when I'm either Presbyterian, that's uh, fish, fish and veggies and just no chicken or beef, or vegan. And for me, that's because it's quick digesting. It's in my system. I'm at my leanest. Um, that, that, that's what works really well for me. I have other athlete friends that they don't know, but they have a gluten tolerance. So they have to go gluten-free for an extended period of time. So actually the first thing I would recommend, if it was for anybody, is to get tested because you can, you can now learn and educate yourself on what food allergies you have, what sits well with your body, whether you're lactose intolerant, whether you break things down differently than other people would. So the first thing I would actually recommend, and we're in the digital age with Internet, is to try to get uh, food allergy tested. And, you know, with as far as diet-wise, I found also, too, and this is just off of me and how it works well with me, is if I don't eat um, meat, not necessarily fish, but meat like chicken or beef or anything like that past 5 p.m., just because it takes longer for that to break down in your system. So that's, that's just a general rule of thumb of something that I find applies for me. I appreciate what you're saying because whether you're interested in in high-performance sports 
or just for your daily life for optimal functioning, it seems that it's really important to take a look at what are the things that could be hampering your body from functioning at a better energy level, your mind from being clearer. And as you mentioned, and I know it's publicized a lot more in sports now, like with mixed martial arts and in tennis and other sports that some of the athletes are on gluten-free diets. Some of them are vegan, some are pescatarian. And it just depends, of course, on a person's phys- individual physiology. But I appreciate this point that you're bringing up about investigating allergies and other things that might affect how you feel day to day. Yeah, definitely. And I would say if there's, you know, an athlete listening that, that just wants to give it a try, try to go vegan for one day. Just, just try one day, see how your stomach feels. Because what a lot of people forget, especially in high performance, is how much energy it takes for your stomach to digest something. So think about it. When you eat a steak, it takes three days for your stomach to digest that, right? So that's why if you're trying for optimal performance, you need stuff that are quick digesting so you can use that energy on something else, whether it's recovery, whether it's your body using that energy to recover, whether it's to exert that energy in training or whatnot. So if there's any athletes that are listening, I I give all the athletes a one-day vegan challenge and see how you feel. And make sure you're drinking a gallon of water a day if you're an athlete, just because you're going to feel lightheaded, cause, just because if you're not used to it. So just try it for one day. Because a lot of people that I have recommended this to that are athletes as well, they'll be like, oh, I'm getting headaches. Um, I just feel, I feel lethargic. And so that, that's one of the things, a main cause of that is dehydration. And that's where it seems that it would be really helpful to speak with a professional because you also want to think about how you're going to integrate these changes and the adjustments that may be required because even if you're doing something good for your body, you may have a little bit of a reaction to it if if you're not accustomed to it. Yeah. Oh, I agree. So this may be a good tip just to squeeze in your... Guidance on getting great abs before we, uh, we have to wrap up. Yeah. So here, here's something that I, I, luckily, I had a great trainer at the age of 19, a uh, strength and conditioning trainer. So one tip off the bat is plank holds. So plank holds can be done, meaning everybody knows how to do plank holds. If you don't, you could YouTube it. So easy. Um, this is the best trick. Everybody likes to watch TV or Netflix or whatever. Well, Netflix will make it a little harder. But let's say you're watching TV and, you know, some people, a younger generation, let's say you watch TV for an hour. A quick tip would be do a plank hold, hold a plank hold during the commercial break. And then you get back to the, you get back to the show. So for me, I would say a number one tip, if you really want to build your inner core and if you really want that deep cut in your abs, is to master doing plank holds. And so a simple routine that I do every day is I'll do for 10 minutes. It's just 10 minutes. I'll do a minute on, then I take a break for a minute off, a minute on, a minute off. And then sometimes, because, you know, your body gets used to it, what I'll do is I'll mix it up where I'll do um, different variations of the plank hold. So just just to keep things fresh so my body never gets acclimated to it. That would be my first tip. And the second tip is people always forget this. Your abdominals are just like any other muscle. So let's say you want to get bigger biceps. Do you do body weight bicep curls? I don't even think you can. That would be be like airlifting with your bicep. But it's just like any other muscle. So what I mean by that is you need to do, if you're really trying to get those defined abs, you need to do weighted ab exercises. That's the major key. Like people think it's just crunches and, and if you do only body weight, but the thing is, is you're not going to build the muscle at the same rate as with any other muscle, like comparing push-ups to bench press, like you're not going to achieve the same results. So the two tips I would give is plank holds to build that inner core, get the, those deep cuts in your abs and weighted crunches or any sort of weighted ab exercise. That sounds good, and we'll, we'll get geared up to look up those things on the Internet. 
Yeah. So we have, so we have the visuals. <laughs> so we have just a few minutes left before we need to wrap up. And we're on this topic of success tactics. You've talked about physical preparation, nutrition and fin- fitness, and mental preparation, transferring your energy when you need a shift in purpose because that's what life brings up for you at the time. Is there anything else that you'd add in terms of guidance that has really played an important role in the success you've been able to achieve through in various sports and various careers? I would say is reflecting back on my past. And, you know, people are so quick, and me and myself at times, you're just so quick when, when you're in a when you're in an adverse moment and, you know, you sometimes you make rash reactions. And one thing I've learned is, is just to be, not necessarily be patient, but be actively patient and search for the answers, whether that's in your past. So as I'm bringing the example with the Olympics, I was like, oh, hey, I'm getting that feeling again. Wait, 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 I've been feeling that before. What did I do? Did that work? If it didn't work, okay, what's a different way I can approach this so it will work? Um, it, it's just really to think your way out of things. If there's ever that sort of, it, it, whether it's a goal you're going for and you're not achieving it, just rethink your approach. And, and if that approach doesn't work, stay positive and try another approach. Because the only thing you're guaranteed is like, okay, you know what, that approach didn't work. <laughs> that's That's progress. <laughs> so it's like, if you try another way and then another way, it's just to really um, not only be persistent if it's just for a goal, but it's just to, you'd be amazed at what happens when you just sit down in the silent of the moment and think and just try to think your way through things. Thank you so much, Dan, for this inspirational guidance and also the wonderful example that you set as an athlete and all of the wonderful stories that you shared today. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'd like to invite everyone to visit your website, danielhayes.com, which is D-A-N-I-E-L-Hayes.com, where you can stay connected with Dan, pick up more of his tips through his social media links. And you also have the opportunity to support a good cause on Dan's site by purchasing premium cotton shirts. of every shirt sold is donated to provide college scholarships for underprivileged youth through the Selway Family Foundation. What a great guy you are, Dan. (laughs) Wonderful role model. And if you have comments... I hope to be one day. You are. This is a great example of serving community as well. If you have comments or unanswered questions about today's episode, please share them and support the show by emailing me at hosthemda at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Hemda Mizrahi and like us on Facebook at Turn the Page Radio. Until next week, remember to make the grass greener where you are. I'm Hemda Mizrahi, inviting you to turn the page. Thank you for tuning in to our program. Turn the Page can be heard live every Friday at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Until next week's show, enjoy your weekend and make one change in your life before then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.